tuning into Conscious Business with the Corporate Yogi. I'm your host, Julie Zuzak. This podcast helps entrepreneurs develop the mindset needed to build and grow a conscious business. Whether you know it yet or not, your mindset is the subconscious blueprint that determines your success. Each episode, we explore the different ways that your business calls you forth to grow on a personal level and through your relationships. So get out of your head, into your heart, and let's dive right in, shall we? Today, we're going to continue with our process of creating a conscious blueprint for 2016. This is part two of a two-step process. So if you're just joining us today, you might want to go back and listen to episode 11 to get yourself up to speed. I'm going to teach you today how to get exactly what you want in 2016. In last week's episode, we focused on the first phase, which is all about reflecting on 2015. And we gave your business a report card to reflect on the learning from 2015. And we also established a theme that really summed up the year. Today, we're going to focus on phase two, defining your goals, and phase three, making it happen. I am so excited to share this process with you and complete your conscious blueprint for 2016. But first, I want to start with a story. Last week, I shared a story that really illustrates the power of our mindset and how we create our reality with our thoughts and beliefs. This week, I want to talk about a different type of guidance, a little something I call winks from the universe. And these can be as obvious as something showing up that you've really been looking for, or they can be a little more subtle, like receiving guidance about your new business before you even realize that you wanted to start a new business. And this is something I can totally relate to because this is something that happened to me. So I have to be honest, I really love the name, The Corporate Yogi. I think it's brilliant. I think it's memorable, it's catchy, it's intriguing, and truthfully, I can't take any credit for it whatsoever. Way back in 2010, when I was living in England, I was still working full-time in marketing, and I had absolutely no idea at that point that I even wanted to be an entrepreneur, wasn't even on the radar, not even a seed of a desire. However, I was getting a little bit bored with my job, but I would never even consider leaving that cushy corporate life. So to give myself a little bit of a challenge, I decided to pursue one of my passions and become a yoga teacher. Now this was the first ever teacher training program that I ever took. It was a year long and for our practicum at the end, we had to choose a topic where we could apply our yoga knowledge to, and this should be some area of your life that you're really interested in. And since I'd worked in corporate for so many years, that's all I really knew. So that was the topic that I chose. And one afternoon, I was working on my assignment. I had a really big surge of creativity. Do you know what I'm talking about? It, it typically happens when you have something that's really important to do and you're usually up against a deadline. But for some reason, it seems absolutely impossible to focus on what needs to get done. And conveniently, a bunch of really brilliant ideas come up for other things that could distract you from what you need to do. Does this ever happen to you? I started having all these cool ideas about how to combine business and yoga in a really conceptual way. And I was exploring these ideas. I was instantly inspired with three different business names all of which were really cool. So, you know, I casually wrote them down in my journal just because, and then I totally forgot about them and I went back to my assignment. And I have to confess, I really struggled with that assignment because all the books that I had researched about 
business and yoga talk solely about how to do yoga postures at your desk. You know, this is how you do a spine twist in your chair. This is how you do a forward fold in your chair. None of them talked about any other aspects or limbs of yoga, like breathing or even meditation. So I ditched the useless books and I went freestyle. Now my biggest frustration with yoga was that I noticed that people always used it as a bit of an escape. I'd see people rushing into the elevator at the end of the day to try to get to yoga class, like it was some sort of an oasis or an escape. You know, they'd paid their dues all day long by having to work and now it was their treat to get to be calm and zen for 60 minutes. Do we have to live black and white like this? Is that zen feeling only possible inside the yoga studio? Why do we have to leave our office to get our yoga for a one hour slot? Why can't we bring our yoga high with us into the office and keep it all day long via our mindset? By changing how we think, by minimizing how we react, can we leverage the philosophy of yoga to be happier, more balanced, and less judgmental while we're at work? using our pranayama, our breath, to prevent ourselves from getting all stressed out, and using the moral guidance of nonviolence and non-stealing to realign our moral compass that has been eroded in the corporate world. Now I know this all sounds Pollyanna, but this was my reality. This was my world. I'd been practicing yoga for over 10 years, and it had such a tremendous impact on me and my mindset while I was in the workplace, It completely shifted me and it helped to shift all of those around me. And this is how my practicum took shape. When I let go of trying to learn what everybody else had to teach me and I opened up my heart to what my personal experience was and how yoga had impacted me in the workplace, this is where I created. And I'll never forget that day when I had to present my final practicum. My teacher, told me that she had never seen anyone apply yoga to business in that way. And a couple of my students even asked me if they could read the complete practicum because they were really intrigued with this concept and approach. Now this was a really critical moment in my life and it's locked into memory. I'll never forget that feeling I had in my stomach. It was like, kind of like an aha moment that I knew I was onto something. I had stumbled onto something big but I seriously had no idea what it was, but I knew it was big and significant. And it wasn't until the pieces came together the next year. It was the spring of 2011 when I moved back to Canada and I actually started to build my own business. And I remembered having this random flash of some kind of cool business names that I'd written down. And when I dug up that journal and I looked at that entry, there was a list of three names and the corporate yogi was one of them. It jumped right off the screen and I knew it clear as day that that is what my business would be called. I had no idea what I would be selling. I had no idea where I would be living or what the business model was, but I had a name, an awesome name, and I had a purpose. Albeit, you know, kind of conceptual, but I wanted people to leverage this ancient yogic wisdom to be more fulfilled and meaningful in their business life. And that was truly all the guidance that I needed. So you can see, I take absolutely no credit whatsoever for the name. It was what I call a wink from the universe. And when this happens, it is always a sign. We know from last episode that coincidences don't happen. 
But I also don't believe that things are ever random either. I believe that everything is relevant, but sometimes we don't have the context or the understanding about how or why something is significant, so we call it random. And that's the deal with divine inspiration. It doesn't always come to you in a linear or logical fashion. Inspiration or concepts don't come to you as fully formed thoughts, unfortunately. So we need to be patient. We need to keep calm and we need to journal. Please journal. I beg of you, journal. If you start one new habit this year, please let it be journaling. Capture these good ideas and the weirder they are, the more seemingly random an idea is, the more you're going to want to write it down. Trust me, my entire business is built on this concept, literally. Random is always relevant with enough time and patience. And that is a great tweetable. I'm going to say it again. Random is always relevant with enough time and patience. Sometimes people ask me, what do you have to do to get the universe to wink at you and to send all its magic your way? And this makes me laugh because the truth is, magic is being sent your way all the time. All the time. All the time. But the problem is that you aren't paying attention all the time because you're not being conscious. Winks from the universe don't happen to just some of us. They happen for everyone. And they're happening all the time. The trick is that you've got to start paying attention so that you can see them and capture them. Okay, let's get moving with creating your conscious blueprint. Last episode, we spent a lot of time reflecting on 2015, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now we're ready for phase two and phase three. And before we jump into setting goals, I want to define a couple different types of goals because part of the way that you can ensure success is to establish goals that you can really get excited about. Goals that make your heart sing. I want you to set goals that really inspire and excite you. I want to differentiate between, firstly, internal and external goals. Now, an internal goal comes from an authentic desire to do something that you love. These are goals that come from your heart, whereas an external goal is a goal that comes from the head or the ego. It's something that was either planted by someone else and their expectation of us, or it's something that we take on to fulfill their perceived expectations of us. And this is not how I want you to set goals. These are shoulds, and I don't want you to ever should all over yourself. So when you set goals, I want you to make sure that they are internal goals, goals that come from your heart, things that you are passionate about, not things that are driven by others or driven by your ego. And the other kind of goal that I want you to watch for is a recycled goal. Now these are goals that keep showing up on your list over and over and over again. And you never actually accomplish them, but you keep putting them on your list every year and you keep beating yourself up for not accomplishing them. It's important to observe any recycled goals because there's usually something underneath that is preventing us from actually accomplishing them. And in a way, we're kind of setting ourselves up for misery. We set a goal to do something because everybody else is doing it. Then we fail, obviously, because it's not something that we actually really want. And then we beat ourselves up for it. So we set the goal again, and it becomes this vicious circle. And this is what I call a recycled goal. It's not that you're lazy 
or that you're not working hard enough, it's more likely that it's something that you just don't actually want to do. If you have any recycled goals, maybe you should check in on your motivation and maybe it's time to reframe the goal. So let's look at an example. Let's take the ever popular, I'm gonna lose 10 pounds goal this year. If you've ever tried to do this in the past and it hasn't worked, well, maybe you need to tweak the goal. Losing 10 pounds sounds kind of mean or kind of harsh. It's like a punishing goal, like a threat. I don't know about you, but I do not respond well to threats. So what if you tried doing something different? You tried taking up a new activity that gets you excited about exercising, like a new dancing class, or trying a running clinic, or trying out rock climbing. There's tons of options out there, and this is a great time of the year to try it out because Usually, places have specials um, on offer at the beginning of the new year. And another way to replace this lose 10 pounds goal is to join a cooking class that's going to inspire you to try new healthy recipes and get inspired about cooking again. Your overall result of losing a few pounds might stay the same. But the goals that you set to try something new will change. And it's a mild shift, but you'll be surprised how this simple shift in your mindset yields big changes. So that's a couple tips about goal setting that I want you to really watch for. Make sure you set internal goals that come from your heart instead of external goals that try to make someone else happy. And watch for recycled or punishing goals where you're threatening yourself or trying to beat yourself up. Remember, if it doesn't make you excited or make your heart sing, then I don't want you to put it on your list. Got it? Good. In the next segment, we're going to dive into phase two and start setting your goals. Now, there are three different things that we're going to do in phase two. First, we're going to focus on dreaming. Second, we're going to brainstorm a bunch of different potential goals for you. And third, We're going to narrow the focus for your goals. Now, let's start with the dreaming. I want to really get you to think about where you want to be by the end of 2016. And I want you to take time right now to start to feel into this. You might already have a good idea of where you want to be by the end of the year. But I want you to really, really use that right side, that creative side of your brain. And just let your imagination run wild. What do you want to feel like at the end of 2016? What is going to be different in your life? What will be easier? What are you most proud of? What sort of impact do you have on people? What kind of epic experiences do you want to have during the year? Now I want you to think about your company. Visualize your entire company. If it were a real or imaginary creature, what would it look like? How would it move? What would it feel? How is it strong? And how does it thrive and change in 2016? What sort of interactions does it have? Who does it meet? How does it address people? And finally, what are its needs and challenges? 
What does it need to grow? When you think about these questions and visualize where you want to be at the end of 2016, what does it look like there? What name or phrase would best describe it? This is your 2016 destination. And this can be a single word, it can be a phrase, it can be a destination or a concept, whatever feels right to you and gets you excited. Now that you have a good idea of where you're headed and a name for your 2016 destination, I want you to actually get into setting goals. And when you set goals, I want you to remember about setting goals that make your heart sing. Try not to set any external goals that come from your ego or come from comparing. I also want to suggest that you set one main list of goals for your whole life. So don't do a separate list for your personal life and your business. As an entrepreneur, you get to live authentically. You don't have to have separate rules for work you versus personal you. I want to give you permission to set different styles of goals. It can be actions, the things that you're going to do. It could be beliefs, and this is changing your core programming, you know, your subconscious blueprint. Or it could be growth, and this is conquering fears or developing new skills. In this part, I'm going to ask you to just brainstorm and write a bunch of different things, a bunch of different goals. Don't worry if they're big or if they're small, if they're realistic or unrealistic. Just write them down. Let yourself be in the flow to help your juices get flowing. Now, I'm going to read you some different areas or themes where you might want to set goals. You can either jot these down or I'll include them in the workbook that I send out in the newsletter this week so you can print it out and follow along in there. Here's some different areas to think about and some different themes. Health and wellness. Relationships with others. Having fun. Spirituality. Financial. Travel. Social or environmental impact. Personal growth. Your physical environment, either your space at home or your space at work and education and training. So let's think back to that destination that you created, where you wanna be at the end of 2016. Now think about what you want to accomplish. In order to get there, what do you need more of? Now it's not just about what you want to accomplish in 2016, I want you to think about who you need to be to get there. Is there anything that you need to let go of, like playing small or living with fear in a certain area of your life? Think about it. Those are also really great goals to set. Now in addition to those, I want you to think about setting goals for your beliefs. For example, are there any beliefs that you're holding that you really want to let go of? Beliefs that don't serve you anymore, like telling a story about success being really hard or that it has to take a really long time. What about fear? Are there any fears that you want to face or work through in 2016? And this can be fear around doing something like swimming in open water, going on a blind date. It could be fear around technology. What about developing new behaviors, like learning how to ask for help? I want you to take a few minutes now. Pause the podcast and brainstorm all of your potential goals for 2016. Okay, are you done? 
Do you have your big long list of goals? The next step that we do is to focus on five of them. Yes, I know it sounds kind of crazy to focus only on five, but I want you to focus on only five. Pick out five things that really make your heart sing. And some of them might even make you a little breathless, meaning they might feel a little bit scary or challenging. You might not even know at this point how you're going to accomplish them, but that's okay. You'll find a way. Just make up your mind. Now, you can pause the podcast here or you can do this later and narrow down the list. Next, we move on to phase three of the conscious blueprint. And phase three is called making it happen. This is where we set you up for success and really bring your goals into reality. Because now that you've done all this work, you don't want to keep these goals to yourself, do you? There's four different things that we're going to do in this last phase. First, we're going to focus on resources. Second, we're going to visualize. Third, we're going to create a theme. And fourth, we socialize. So the first step is to focus on resources. And this is a really fun exercise. This is where you get some virtual funding and get to hire all kinds of people for your team. So let's do this right now. Imagine that I was giving you eight people to help you this next year in your business and you had to onboard eight people to help you meet your goals. Who would they be? Now don't worry about how to pay these people. I'm gonna cover all these costs for you. So just think about who you wanna bring onto your team. Who would you hire? And what would you get them to do? How would they help you? Do you have specific people in mind? Do you have specific roles in mind? In the workbook for this episode, I'm going to include a little worksheet on this so you can really think about expanding your existing team or starting to build out a team. Now this is a really powerful tool because it gets you into the mindset of growth and you'll be surprised how much clarity this will bring to you. Maybe there's some creative ways that you can start to hire these people today. Even if it's just in a part-time or a freelance capacity, you never know. This might prompt some wings from the universe about how you can find these people or generate some new business so that you can actually really hire these people sooner than you think. Now, the next step is to visualize. So I want you to come up with a structure or a way to visually represent what it is you want to create in 2016. This is really important because it is a subconscious reminder of your goals that you will see on a regular basis, and it will help you bring your goals into reality. Sometimes people like to create a big vision board and post it somewhere where they'll see it regularly, either at home or in their office. I like to do a digital vision board that sits on my laptop. So every time I log in every day, There it is as a reminder. It is very clear what I want to happen in 2016. Now, another tip is to build descriptor reminders as calendar notifications, either once a week or as a regular reminder of what it is that you're working towards. These are just a couple of suggestions. I want you to take the time to really think about what would work for you and come up with a really cool idea that feels like it would get you excited and motivated something that's realistic with your schedule and that feels really fun. It's got to be fun. Now the third step, and you might have guessed this one was coming, but I want you to set a theme for 2016. Yep, we created a theme that captured the essence of 2015 
Now, I want you to create one intentionally for what you want to happen in 2016. And it can be a sentence, it can be a single word, it can be whatever feels right for you, as long as it's exciting. You'll know when you find it. And this might be the same as or similar to that 2016 destination that you came up with during our dreaming phase, but that is totally okay. Now, take a minute to pick out a theme and write it down. Now, the last step is to socialize, because here's the deal. If you keep your goals a secret, they're less likely to become your reality. Oh, and that's a great tweetable for sure. Let me say it again. If you keep your goals a secret, they're less likely to become your reality. So your next step is to take the five key goals that you decide on. To decide on who your new members of your virtual team are, to create your visual tool like a vision board, and to set your theme. And then share this with a couple people. Ideally, another entrepreneur who understands your business and where you are, and maybe you can even do this exercise with someone else and then schedule a time to share your results with each other. Be real with each other. Hold each other accountable with what you've promised and ideally schedule a meeting now for the end of March, the end of Q1 to check in and see where you are with your goals. And I would love to be an accountability partner for you. I'd love to see you post your goals on my Facebook page. Or you can send me a tweet or you can email me jzuzak at thecorporateyogi.com. Give me a shout out and tell me what your theme is for 2016. I really look forward to seeing it. And it's time to start wrapping up here. I hope you've enjoyed this episode on creating your conscious blueprint for 2016. The next episode will be in January where we're back to our regular format of providing tips on how to grow you and your business. I welcome any feedback that you have about this two-part episode. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you actually even do it? Let me know. I create this podcast for you. It's not for me. So I want to know what you need and what helps you the most. For show notes or any details about this episode, you can visit thecorporateyogi.com. And while you're there, please subscribe to the newsletter and you'll get all the worksheets that go along with the Conscious Blueprint process. Thanks for hanging out with me today and for all our episodes in 2015. I appreciate your ongoing support and your feedback. It's been a blast and I am excited to close out this year and make room for all the awesomeness in 2016. I've had a little sneak peek and it's going to be epic. That's all I'm going to say. I know that together we can pave this new conscious way of doing business together. Deep down inside, you know how powerful you are. Now it's time to step up and let the rest of us see it. Mm